Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. Pop culture purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is D Chris Charles Martins. All right, we're doing an album review this uh, time again. Uh, we're doing uh, the Claypool Linen Delirium of uh, the album uh, South of Reality from 2019. Um, Mike suggested this one, and uh, sure as hell glad he did. Mm-hmm. It just kind of felt like a, a really perfect juxtaposition with fucking meet the feebles <laughs> you, know, we tr- you know we did um the fragile post no country for old men and then this post the feebles i was like jesus christ yes i feel like i'm having a fever dream every time i watch the movie let alone the fucking the album the album is even better it's fucking incredible 45 minutes long and so much packed into it yeah it's yes, incredibly short and it's it's such a beautiful progressive sounding set up album by two um, incredible art well they're all incredible artists in this band but to have to have claypool and lennon together sean lennon and claypool together is insane and i wasn't familiar a lot with with lennon's work i just knew that he was the son of john lennon of course i agree yeah i'd heard a couple things but nothing much his uh what's it the tiger band that the uh that he was in i checked out some of their stuff with his with his wife um uh, i can't remember the name Paper yeah. Tiger? No, that's not right. Uh, oh, that's that's a thrice song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Shop the ghost. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> that's what comes to mind first for sure is the thrice song. The Paper Tiger. So Ghost of the Saber. Yeah. That's what it is. Ghost Sabertooth Tiger. He plays with his wife, uh, who's also very talented too, as well. Uh, much, much unlike Yoko, in my opinion. I totally uh, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to listen to the album. Yoko, the, the woman you. that fucking pissed off. Fucking, oh my God. What, what, was, what was the guy's name that, that John Lennon's playing on stage with? The blues guy, Chuck Berry. Oh, Chuck and Berry. Like, yeah. Yoko just starts <laughs> screaming in the microphone like, bitch. <laughs> he looks up oh. like, turn that bitch down. <laughs> Thankfully, the sound engineer, they said the nearsighted sound engineer realized the problem, just turned her mic off. <laughs> That's a fucking legend right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. She is way more talented, and oh, yeah. they actually have really good music together. Yeah, I dug it, man. I've never heard any of that either. Just uh, to the point, I'm going to get with this. I never heard of. Well, I have heard of this band, and I think I maybe heard of maybe a song off their 
first album. Oh, dude, you that whole first album is like and it, it's that first album is awesome. Yeah, and I was like, this fucking rules. But it's one of those many bands that I'm like, this is pretty badass, and never followed up with afterwards. And I kind <laughs> well, of well, I was I was skeptical. You get two major people, you know. Of course, he's John Lennon's son. And that's kind of the recognition from there. But he's an incredible artist, great guitarist. But then with fucking Les Claypool on top of it, it's like, uh-huh. dude, I am all about this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And seeing them live, I was tripping my nuts. <laughs> seeing fucking Voodoo Fest in 2016, we went to go see Tool. Ironically, KG Elephant fucking killed their set, too. I was like, holy shit, that was yeah, I'm surprised by that, too. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I, dude, I, I do not like all those radio songs, and it was fun fucking live. <laughs> I will Completely second that. Fun. I'm not a fan of their shit, their music, but goddamn, their live performance was like watching, uh, uh, like, fuck. Who's who's a good example? Maybe Jane's Addiction early years, like, and it kind of gave me virtual demand vibes, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I was tripping my balls off. <laughs> and so, like, we're with the whole fucking crew at Voodoo Fest. It was incredible. And, like, Lyndon Claypool comes on, and I, I had heard of them being in a band, but I hadn't heard anything prior to that. And that dude, I got lost. Two hours later, I'm like, fuck, where the hell is my crew? That was the most amazing experience. I text my buddy Mike. He's like, we're by the Ferris wheel. Bro, that thing was probably... 80 yards away it looked like four miles away <laughs> <laughs> i ain't gonna make but, it <laughs> but no i, I will it. make it <laughs> i made it it was such a great experience and that was my first introduction to Lynn and claypool kind of their style of music and it's funny you can hear on this album when someone in my opinion takes the reins you get the creepy weird beatles thing and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the fucking fat bass line comes in <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, I feel like a lot of heavy influences drawn, uh, and and I think it's obvious King Crimson's a big one, as you can see they cover King Crimson. Oh, yeah. Uh, not on this album, but they do it live. Uh, I'm sure is an influence to them. But, yeah, you can definitely hear, like, this is what I feel like for specific Sean Lennon parts. Like, this could be what the Beatles were if they stuck to being experimental all the way up until now. It does feel and like finding that... someone way better as a bassist than Paul. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, not take anything Miles. away from Paul. <laughs> I was, well, yeah, I was, I'm saying Paul plus 80 years of experience would. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fat slap in the face. <laughs> I agree, man. But yeah, you, I, y'all want to get into it, man? Oh, let's I go. Sa- I, well, I just want to say I feel the same way as you guys do, but I have a. Uh, uh, I was talking to Mike about this the other night because. And the second uh, so- song, we'll get into it. But I have a, I got a really strong, and I, and I don't really mean for it to. It just happens that Lennon's son happens to be on this thing, but I can't help but kind of express my feelings about it because I did listen to a lot of Beatles at one point. I'm sure Tron can attest, but uh-huh. um, I got a lot of like Abbey Road out of this i got a lot yeah. of uh white album out of this sergeant so peppers for me and i got a little sergeant so peppers, sergeant sergeant peppers. peppers for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's all the weird you know just sort of uh linen vocals but also just like um the just the, that, the, the phrasing sound of, of the time the the sound the phrasing of, of the way he sings lyrics sorry go ahead i was just going to say this the, the the um the experimental stuff that the beatles started doing with the uh with abby with the with sergeant pepper and uh with the white album and, and abby road um, it kind of all is infused in this, and I think, uh, yeah, I think, um, I, I think that uh, Claypool got it. He loved it. That kind of uh, and probably was 
really uh, became kind of really good friends uh, with uh, with with Deshaun Lennon, and they kind of just influenced uh, influenced, but like they kind of infused everything, and because of probably of Les Claypool's love of of the Beatles, the later albums, and um, just sort of the really great artistic sort of lead of Sean Lennon. And um, there's a lot of great stuff in here that's in- influenced by those three albums, in my opinion. But also, there's also some songs. In, there's also some songs in parts that sound like Primus songs. Primus definitely like Primus. Yeah, like straight on, like a straight yeah. up Primus song. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, like one of my favorite parts. notes. Yeah, yeah. One of my top notes at the top is like literally, you can see who artists kind of held the reins in each song you know what i mean oh yeah right. or it's like you know what fuck it here's this opening and then fucking you know do what you got to do let's piece it together you can tell yeah. it was very collaborative and they met like Definitely. accidentally like it wasn't supposed to be a thing it just kind of evolved that way it's such a cool story oh shit i have to also mention that uh the, the both le- uh, both leads on here they both sing different songs on different mm-hmm. tracks which i also feel like a beatle thing especially in the white album uh, yeah. in, the Abbey, in the Abbey Road album, you know, they, uh, they all kind of took their, took their own uh, turns, writing their own songs, singing their own songs, which I, you know, that's, that was very new at that time. And it, I think it's still kind of new to this day. I mean, not a lot of bands well, yeah. do that too I much I mean, anymore. the Beatles were driven by McCartney and Lennon. So, like, those albums were basically written by all of them. George Harrison and, and Spectre to get in uh, there. <laughs> Phil Spectre's uh, Revolver Phil Spectre, as well yeah. sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his yeah. Revolver and Cocaine Lost. So yeah, can't shoot the Beatles, that. so I'll just shoot and my his hair. fucking wife a year down the road <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> but uh yeah i, I think just, there's a lot of it like lennon and mccartney drove everything if you watch that get back documentary on disney plus mccartney's a fucking it. nazi psychopath like that fucking cunt in the face i, I yeah. always heard of these these things over the years lennon was a psychopath and i know he yeah, was that's what i always heard too. and everything you, but in that recording session fuck paul mccartney i would have punched him in the face too <laughs> like, <laughs> punched him in the you, dick. Dude. Like, just leave. I'm sorry. And I get it. It's this post-Linda and all that shit, but, like, fuck off. Yeah. Can, oh, agree. yeah. Can we also say hats off the drummer's Cake's drummer, by the way, Paula Baldi. Really? If y'all didn't know well, that. I yeah. Joanna that. Wait, the guy got arrested for sexual assault? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Skirt. What? <laughs> the original Cake The original Cake drummer, yeah, he got fucking arrested for, like, going after young teens. That's the original uh, guy. Uh, not Hopefully original. not this guy in 2016. Two, <laughs> no, I guess 2004 and on drummer for them, I believe, recorded. Right on. It's pretty yeah. early on. Yeah, that's from Pressure Chief on. So I don't, I don't. Well, that's know. really early on. Yeah. Yeah, 2000. Okay. Ooh, man, I don't know. I'd have to do some research. It sucks to be the guy who places the cake drummer and still get the the rap. <laughs> uh, so bad. That's why they like fell off for a long time there. Yeah, it was bad, yeah. bad, bad. They gotta be like, hey, whichever drummer replaces this, like you have to understand it comes with the rap that you might you're sexually assaulting people too. So that comes with the jump, kid. <laughs> I want a girl who's over age. <laughs> with the short with the short with jacket and a fucking song's called. All right, so we're gonna jump with the first song called Little Fishes. Days. When you can get your 
And so for me, this Little Fish is like really kind of defines the album you're kind of getting into. <laughs> yeah. It starts off with a very trippy, in my opinion, the Sergeant Pepper's opening with a really spacey kind of sounding lyrics, but really Jimmy kind of psychedelic Bells. rock behind it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and it kind of feels like that kind of marching tone that John would do some. I am the walrus. You know what I mean? Like yes. I would just kind of get vibes from that. Yeah. But that bass at fucking 120 that bro that's that's mm-hmm. when you know <laughs> claypool was not fucking around <laughs> no you knew you were gonna get a, a heaping helping dose of fucking claypool right off the bat dude like within the right. first minute 20 of this album you're like aha but i mean you know i haven't listened much to his other albums but apparently that's a common theme that he doesn't hold back the primus as he should not i mean that's yeah. the shining point you know uh, oh, dude, i agree the, the their first album is very Primus driven, in my opinion. But and, and, and dare I say that the the lyrics throughout most of this album seem very I uh, Claypool driven. Oh man, uh, especially like, and we'll get into it like South Reality, easily charmed by fools, Amethyst yeah. Realm. There's so many great mm-hmm. Primus esque lyrics in there. Like, but the, don't get me wrong, you can tell Sean contributed a lot. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I mean, there's some songs that he leads in. I'm like, I wonder how much writing the actual lyrics he had pardon maybe whoever's singing wrote their part of lyrics very possible and they sense. just you know and they just co-op together on on this the idea and just really worked right. hard together on and i believe it because some of the stuff that's that you know uh that lennon's singing does sound different than <laughs> that a little off track than what claypool's oh yeah wild mind that wanders off into mercury it making its fucking... way to our brains and stuff like that and the way he words is like, you know, just like delivery is so different from anyone else. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But yeah. it's just, just it, to me, it's such a cool mix in this. And that's, in my opinion, that's where you kind of know what you're getting in this album. I have this one line. It's like, where did the Pillsbury Doughboy go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I mean, when you did need Wi-Fi to help. Uh, find someone to kiss <laughs> so like yeah. Tinder and all that shit Really good topical kind of lyrics I, Oh I yeah The entire album I mean, When I your brand this... of genitalia would determine where to piss Is a very uh, Dude, hot oh my topic God, That's so... a hot topic Well I mean <laughs> like the, the words like The chorus like uh, gone are the days Like it's it's definitely about like Remembering the loss of like Childhood's past Their childhood's past and how they well, wish Things would be more simplistic, simplistic yeah. now Sorry I say I agree. Everything in general, everything is so yeah. speeding towards, in my opinion, this like fucking brick wall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even even the fact they're talking about like the you know the mercury comes into the fishes and we eat the fishes. I mean, like mercury's bad for you, and basically that can be a metaphor for like just how we how the society is today. Like everybody's a lot, a lot softer and kind of dumber and. You know, and, and way more sensitive. Me? No one trusts the vaccine. The yeah. fuck? <laughs> I'll never get this, but yeah. Yeah, that still drives me nuts. But yeah, I could definitely see that's a They're like, oh good... man, it took him like 80 years to do the Spanish flu vaccine. I was like, yeah, in the fucking 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> they can transplant a face nowadays. Sorry. Go <laughs> and it looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks really good. Well, cool. yeah, I, I agree with you, dude. Uh, on metaphor with the yeah, mercury makes its way into the little skin of little fishies who. And then, okay, sw- swim across the vast and murky, uh, mucky mud terrain onto dishes, gobbled up the little fishes into their soft and supple brain. Soft their brain, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so great. It's like very like social kind of environment kind of oriented in my opinion. Yeah, like yeah. the fact you kind of feel like... that vibe throughout the album. 
Yeah, I agree. And there's more. We'll get we'll get more get to more of that. But like the fact that like he's talking they're talking about like you know, uh, golden goose egg, golden goose loot laying like 3D printed eggs. Like what's the problem with like just like regular eggs? We used to all have like regular eggs back in the day. But like, I always thought that was a reference to the Fed just printing more money. Like we're running out of money. Fuck it, we'll just make more. <laughs> hey, that's what makes a good album. You just it's sort of different uh, ideas and interpretations. I love it. But he wants it to end too because he brings up when will Ben Kenobi come and saber it away? <laughs> saber it away. Yeah. A shout out. Oh, shout out to the fucking that song Sorry. yeah and it's like i consider that like uh you know you're sort of like childhood heroes growing up and like you want them to come back you know just come the through the door and like save the day and like yeah, erase right. all this shit and like just be like tell me everything's gonna be all right again and what's wrong with everybody i realize no one knows what the fuck they're doing nowadays yeah. <laughs> no 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 yeah mr al he cheats and he when he reached the center of the pop i mean <laughs> kind of hits kids hard like that you know yeah right? dude and Scarecrow, yeah, think, hold your breath. I know it's probably like it's probably some sort of play to like uh, straw man theory and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I just love the where did the Pillsbury Doughboy go wrong? It's like stop making people fat. <laughs> 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 I just there's and there's so many other topical things. I, I just like, <clears throat> I'm all about this. I love this album. Well, I love when this, minutes of fucking truth. I do love the lyrics. Uh, like when will the youth get on its hind legs? Like to evolve yep. and like stand up straight stop being and, like, a you know, bitch and stop being a bitch fuck man. All these yeah. older <laughs> get over it that have been right running yeah country for 30 years sorry toughen yeah, the fuck up and move on dude like, toughen yeah. up dude yep and the song is awesome but like the lyrics really are, like the lyrics in these this uh a couple of these songs here well all the songs obviously but they're really 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 powerful and fun and, you know and you listen to like you know let's claypool you like you think about primus and you're like yeah, Primus is like a goofy, like weird band, whatever. But like, you know, Primus has a lot of songs that are really deep if you look read the lyrics. So I mean, yeah, was, too many they're, puppies they're is a con- lot of. It's a pretty deep song, in my opinion. So one of the oh, newest yeah. ones they raised, Conspiranoia. It's all about the cutards and all those fucking retards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for sure, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and I say that because they are stupider than people that actually have mental disabilities. Yes, one hundred percent. Fucking idiots. Yeah. They are what's, the lowest what's what's of, the earth, of the low. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let's do it. Let's move on, dude. And this is this is one of my favorites, too. Uh, dude, never... rockers, and it's like fucking 10 words long. <laughs> <laughs> like Blood and Rockets, a hashtag moment or movement one saga of Jack Parsons movement two to the moon. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> Parsons? <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, Jack Par- Jack Parsons. I, I don't know if you guys ever listen, uh, know. I guess I'm not sure if you guys ever know who Jack Parsons was. Uh, I did before this, which to me, when I saw that this yeah. is who the track was about or heard what the track was about, I got fucking stoked. So did I. I was running and I was like, "What's the song called?" Looked down, I'm like. 
Jack Parsons. Like that Jack Parsons. And you, you know, know sometimes bands drop a name eight, about eight a song words into the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, I was, I was like trying. I was like, I was super pumped. I was like, holy shit, because Jack Parsons is, Parsons is like a super interesting and historical character. I mean, the dude, you know, created yeah. the propeller, uh, pro, uh, the rocket system, and everything like that. And he was a cultist, um, a thelmite cultist. It kind of feels, it kind of fits with the overall theme of the album, in my opinion. The rocket scientists, all these motherfuckers. <laughs> and the fact that whether or not we don't really know whether or not uh, Jack Parsons actually died in an explosion or not, or how That's that a, happened. That's a conspiracy theory of how that went down for sure. Yeah, he that that, died, but yes. And the, and the, fact, that he, and the fact that he met, uh, you know, Alistair Crowley, when he, he mentioned, they mentioned it in the song too about the orgies. They did have orgies. And oh, yeah. the fact that he also met L. Ron Hubbard, and L. Ron Hubbard like stole his girl. At, for how, I don't know how he did it, but he stole it's his in girl. The song. And, because he, he fucking culted her. <laughs> I mean, I don't, he's a, he's a fat, fits. pudgy fuck. I don't know how he did it, but he did it somehow. And Parsons is a beefcake. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the, rocket scientists in 1950s or 1950s yeah. and 50s. Just, uh, yeah. And, and for me, I, wow. I imagine he the fucking. sound JPL crazy. Wow, dude. Yeah, the, the background of. of uh, yeah, he invented yeah. the first rocket engine to use as a castable composite rocket propellant and pi- pioneered the advancement of both liquid fuel and solid fuel rockets. I mean, the dude was a genius. Brilliant, brilliant fucking He's regarded uh, as one of the most important figures in fucking U.S. space program. And, and, the, and the, I, I read that the history tried to basically uh, erase him from the, that line mm-hmm, because he was a cultist because – um, when he met, um, you know, Alistair Crowley is one of the first dudes that cre- came up with like the um, that thelemite cultist, the doors of perception, all that, the, shit. um, uh, which means like the will or the will, wi- uh, uh, to will, wish, want, or purpose. And, um, but uh, the fact that he also met uh, Elrond, and Elrond and him uh, knew that there was this sort of prophecy about this red woman, and uh, they found some woman with red hair and, and they fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> and um she got pregnant bullshit and uh <laughs> he stole her and stole one of uh, jack parsons boats and took Whoa. off and yeah he became a cool mess after that but he's a super interesting character and the fact that somebody wrote an incredible <laughs> song about jack parsons and basically figure out his figure like basically but some of his entire life in like gross. 10 words <laughs> it's pretty incredible <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, or so he when he talks about throughout the storyline, he talks about you know uh, started with experiments in his backyard, but the trouble really started when he found another young arsonist. He's talking about uh, Ed Foreman, uh, who put together the CIT group called Suicide Squad, the astronaut farmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the uh, the, the actual Suicide Squad. Really they called movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> astronaut farmer. Yes, dude. Yes, God damn it. What was what was the name of it? The astronaut farmer was literally astronaut farmer. <laughs> I think yeah, it was. It was a, that bad. <laughs> what a shit name, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's. But, but uh, I, I really feel like that's like that's builds into the rest of the album. I love how it kind of plays into that. It's fucking creepy and like circus. I agree with music like, with like, doors on like LSD mm-hmm. that you don't want to be around. You know, <laughs> like yeah. fuck. For There's sure. So like, many I, off-putting music in this album that I love. I feel like this is a heavily led Lennon song, especially because he's the primary singer in it and uh, Claypool's more background. So yeah. we're talking about the writing style difference. Claypool's just two. thinking, I'm fucking writing Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking great. <laughs> but dude. with my fat bass line. <laughs> <laughs> and it drops, his bass line drops fucking hard and he's got, yeah, you know, it does. great backup. It fucking does. 
Uh, the, there is a a point in the song where I think it's directly uh, uh, love of his father, or, or I'm not sure if it's father or if it's um, uh, what's his name uh, Harrison. Uh, but um, uh, for uh, she's so heavy, which there's a breakdown eventually. Oh, uh, yeah. It's super close to that. It, the, bah, nah, nah, bah. Yeah. Oh, but gotcha. yeah, it's it's gotcha. it's awesome. It's fucking great. It gives you chills. But he sounds they, it's this like, that that uh, that uh, uh, duo of both of them, him and Claypool, just sounds so fucking good in harmonies, and it's it's fucking awesome. And it's this is an awesome. It's like an epic song Dude, in, for like four minutes. The, <laughs> it's it. It's like it's in the outro awesome of that song, song. It gives me like Guns and Roses vibe, like that fucking solo towards the end. It's oh like, yeah. Weirdly, yeah, yeah it, it, dude, I'm not gonna lie, it gives me like November rain vibes, and I hate yeah. that song. <laughs> yeah, same, dude. <laughs> but, like, what song kinda, now, Mike? Gonna feel the vibe there. What's that? What song, Mike? I'm sorry. November, November rain, rain. Like, oh, yeah. Roses. like yeah, I hate that song. Those too. solo <laughs> notes are very close, and I only know that because I'm a fucking retard that <laughs> hears those notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> same. And there's there's parts in here that like. It'll be like, oh man, this sounds like an exact five second clip of a song that's a B side of a band that has two hundred followers that came out ten years ago. And it's like, there's no connection, Chris. There's no connection. No. Stop there. Don't build up the fucking uh, cork board and your pins and fucking string line them together. It doesn't work. <laughs> but yeah, a great great name for the song too is to be you know Blood and Rockets is uh, very covid with. 80,000 words. <laughs> Dude, yes, completely, which again is but a very progressive it. music move to have fucking 30 words in the title of your song, right? Like, right. yeah. Yeah. It's, and I love it. The it's pretty incredible. To basically make it such a lead in. Oh, right. They, they, they basically, like, it's pretty incredible for a band to create an anthology song, like within like five or you know, four or five minutes. Like, yeah, it's all right there. Everything you need to know about Jack Parsons for the most part is right there. And it's incredible. It's <laughs> a true breakdown. It's yeah, awesome. I agree. <clears throat> and I'm super happy. They actually tell the story of Jack Parsons in the song. Cause a lot of Me times too. bands will name a song after a person and the song will have fuck all to do with that person. That yeah, happens like that, a lot. That, like that, uh, that, what's that band? Uh, there was a band back in the early 2000s. I'm not sure if you guys remember this band, but they did a whole album and it was all, all the titles were Tom Cruise songs. <laughs> Nothing to do with Tom Cruise songs at all. <laughs> I do remember that thing. I, uh, I really Barry, between the Barry to me or some shit or uh, something like that. It was a popular band like that though. I don't I remember, dude, but it was a metal band and they hit every song was like a title of a Tom Cruise song, but they yeah, never, the songs weren't about Tom Cruise. To look it up. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, like that Top Gun, fucking all this shit. Yeah, it's like, yep. dude, cocktail. Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have Austrian Death Machine, which was all about Arnold, and every one, every, every movie he had had a song. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, but this is a great song, and I was really happy that <laughs> I got to hear this, and I finally got a, a really cool, like, um, sort of anthology of, of his life, and, um, and they did it perfectly. So it's really cool. So anyways, guys, check this fucking song out and go look up, go look up Jack Parsons, man. He's, uh, he's, it was a pretty interesting fucking weird character. And I think he's the fact that history tried to shame him and get him, get him erased from like the timeline is pretty fucked up, but um, it sounds yeah. pretty typical to history. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> very typical, but yeah, anyways, but this has a pretty, pretty out there music video. And also they have a, version of them playing it live within a studio together which is really good and clean that's sound. a great video that's a great uh, video. really enjoyed watching that yeah, and you could you could 
kind of see how everything plays together. And it's, I mean, just for a four piece band, it's fucking impressive. I mean, uh, right. Claypool pulls out a fucking, uh, like a, a violin bow stand up. playing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've seen that live. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It sounds so good. <laughs> so good, dude. It's like yeah, Mr. Crinkle. But also, for everyone out there, you need to watch the uh, South Park 25th anniversary. They've released it oh, on their YouTube do. free. Yeah. It's awesome. fucking incredible. Yeah. It is so <laughs> no cool. No spoilers, but it is so worth watching. So I've cool. seen three clips out of yeah, it. I'm like, I need to watch the whole thing. Uh, they they did play the uh what's what is the uh the gerbil I forget the t- uh, tinkle winks or whatever his name is yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing man instead of shit say poo because you do a poo or you are poor tard <laughs> like, dude it's it's so the piano and there was and, like, the yes and there was like, one like, major surprise that is fucking amazing <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a really cool surprise I was really surprised Sorry, by it I, I varied but yeah well there's two track three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when South they, of reality. They, when they come out, when those people, those characters come out, like in like uh, uh, costume form, Trey Parker's like, "What the fuck are you doing out here? Man? Get the fuck out of here! You came at the wrong fucking time, man!" <laughs> like, Claypool's like, dressed in the actual yeah, outfit that he wears on the South Park intro. It's fucking right. with the so hat good. and the bird on his head. <laughs> All right, All let's right, talk about Lafonda, huh? Uh, no, we're talking about South <laughs> reality. Yeah, yeah. track of the album south of reality in parentheses path of totality and i don't think he says south of reality anywhere in the song he just says south of the path but uh yeah. it's it seems to me to be a story of a kid basically that's going along and going to the edge of a cliff somewhere to go watch the eclipse with his dad and his dad is completely unfazed by the entire event as he describes it it's like watching paint dry could it be uh, his father himself yeah could be his actual dad, could be him. Because when he talks, he says when Shiner was just a mini boy and he refers to himself as Captain Shiner, it's one of Primus's mascots. So he could be talking about himself there. It's oh, a, shit. Yeah, I agree. I and that. that's what got me, too, is also like South of Reality. That's hell. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was like kind of like a big overview of, in my opinion, of that, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it was mentioned too, like in the while we were listening to it, very surf rock vibes. Dick Dale, like through and through, like fuck, it's Quentin Tarantino fucking filming women's feet right now because he probably is. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys do any research on LaFonda? What that means? No idea. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe it was like a like a creek bed. (laughs) That's the only LaFonda I've ever known, dude. She's a babe. Oh come on, come on, getting mad over just. Doing his internet text. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Man, made it, it work. <laughs> he did. I, I agree. 
Oh, but I thought maybe like a, it was like a cliffside or like a creek, a creek bed or whatever in wherever uh, I forget where uh, Claypool grew up at. But I thought maybe it was something like that, but I wasn't exactly sure. So he said Snake Canyon uh, Rim is what he referenced. And I wonder where the hell that is. Let me see if you can find it. Well, it also says like Luvon is primed and ready to for her run. So I thought mean like run like a creek or waterbed. I don't know. So. Or am I gonna kill her? Well, that's <laughs> There's so many know. interpretations. <laughs> I'm gonna bring something to the podcast. <laughs> that's all I got, man. It's a murder podcast. <laughs> South of reality. A and E. I'm Bill Curtis. But I do think I really thought like South Reality was like his depiction of hell. It seems that way because he says of totality, like South. Yeah. Uh, south of the path of totality, so it's like south of the path of everything, right? So it does seem that way, the, the wrong way, the upside down way, which would be and hell, then, I guess. Yeah, and then, but you get so many other inferences with all the rest of the songs, the album. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah, the Cheshire Cat comes up, fucking Lafonda gets brought it's up. Hilarious! I love that line. <laughs> yeah, uh, this song, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's about, but that's definitely how it comes off to me. <laughs> it's about. <laughs> You know, him finding beauty and things. I feel like, that. that's the nature of the album. Yeah. <laughs> it's Maybe a some fucking of it wasn't fever dream. To, yeah, fever dream, right. Maybe not all of it's supposed to be fucking literally interpreted or even okay. metaphorically. You're not even supposed to know the meaning if you dig deep. But that's just Claypool also, in general. I, I, I also okay. think it's a, I think it's their play on like a conspiracy theory too, the whole album. Could be. Conspiranoia is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, my, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Because, there's, I mean, the next song I have some thoughts that you guys oh yeah easily charmed by fools or you but yeah we'll get there sorry yeah let's do it man i think we got this one down yeah uh shadow box of empty captain crunch (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go into bariska a trippy Beatles kind of David Bowie feel to me <laughs> like oh, yeah I, I, and then also Pink Floyd heavily at the end of it mm. the the ending of it also kind of gave me a Mars Volta feel like the chaoticness definitely. of the song do what I said definitely yeah man and the, that was weird for me like I did not expect to hear those I guess you know obviously it's influences that they gave those bands <laughs> but I did not kind of expect that those inferences at all man yeah, I mean, uh, that's another band that they cover is Pink Floyd. They cover uh, Astronomy Domain. Uh, yeah, but I got a lot of Bowie vibes right? and like so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Bowie definitely, there's that very start riff reminds me of like a, a garage band. Uh, right. 
like hard hitting fuzz. Oh yeah, that's a that's, a, that's like a, a fuzz garage, garage band. band first to start like learning how to do slides for good yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it sounds <laughs> sick, dude. It sounds super sick. And then, I agree. I to agree. follow it up, this orchestraic fucking synth just like powers on top. Keyboards just power on top. Great sounding. Uh, the first few listens, I wasn't looking at lyrics. I was just listening to it to see if I could pick up what the song was about. And 100% instead of Bariska, I thought he was talking about Forrest Gump. For <laughs> and once you hear, it, yeah, once you hear it, you can't unhear that Bariska does sound like Forrest Gump, even though the two don't even sound the same on paper. But the way he pronounces it I was like, oh, yeah, this is a song about Forrest Gump, and I believe it. <laughs> I Considering the, the wild context of this album being everything all at once, why not? <laughs> I have a, I have a different perspective, but that's a nice that's an interesting perspective. But I also love the floaty keys that oh, yeah. goes and so uh, very again very Beatles esque. But um, so I, I thought that so so Briska uh, Briska actually means foreigner or stranger oh. uh, in, hung, in in Hungarian. Okay, and I so this was my idea. So reading through the lyrics, I thought, have you guys ever listened? To, guess ever, you guys know the uh, the uh, sort of the theory of planet Serpo. <laughs> Never heard this. The theory of what? <laughs> the, the, planet, the theory of planet Serpo. Oh, here um, we go. Uh, the planet, planet is this Serpo. Is planet X or whatever? I, I don't think so, but there's a lot of theories out there, obviously. So, <laughs> hey, I don't know. But People planet are crazy. <laughs> yes, they are crazy. Um, there, there, uh, there were these beings called Ebens, and, uh, or Ebens, whatever you want to call them. But uh, they, they somehow made contact with uh, our government back in jesus christ i don't know like it's the, the goddamn right, right, lizard right. people every time <laughs> <Sorry>. right <laughs> when, whenever we no, started I, i'm like, listening i did sorry i'm trying to uh, but they uh actually came to earth around we found this we founded the space program and uh they picked like 15 uh astro- 15 people to go back with them to their pl- home planet <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and but the planet was like was it's fresh and clean, but it's also a very like uh, dry planet. But also helped them when they brought them back; they're all alive, quote unquote, apparently. And we're able to discuss uh, with our government that uh, the vegetation new... of the other planet. No, uh, well, they yeah that, but like more 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 like the technology they came, they brought back is more sophisticated. Oh yeah. Help, can help space travel we can we can also yeah. we can also create food better food and health right this food is how this is the, the claim that like we never should have had microwaves in the time period that we got them and the fact i've, I've heard this theory uh, i didn't read that but i mean yeah, yeah. maybe so but yeah. also what i, I mean, thought it's basically I, mini radiation but yeah yeah right this, right i agree yeah. with that too uh but i think what uh majorly what this is about is about uh this character named valiant thor you ever heard of this guy before i've not <laughs> no i've heard uh, of thor Yes, you have. It's Not also a shitty one. goth band or whatever called Valiant Thor too. I think it was kind of ripped off from this guy. So back in 1955, <laughs> this dude named this, dude, this this person named Valiant Thor showed up and and met with this guy who actually worked as like a uh, uh, he was a um, uh, secret service guy, I believe. He wrote books on this guy, and they came to Earth who to speak. He, he came to okay. speak to um, uh, Eisenhower. Uh, from a place called um, the High Council, and um, he was he came to speak to Eisenhower. And when he spoke to Eisenhower, Eisenhower asked where he came from. He's like, where you, uh, "I come from the place where your Bible says where the um, I forget what what the actual words. I didn't write all those down, but like basically where it came from was Nothingness. Venus. Venus. <laughs> Venus. Sorry. And uh, they're called they're called Venosians. 
And uh, he came here to basically say, like, listen, you're on the verge of, like, nuclear attack. And you have to fucking calm it down. The fucking 50s. So, yeah, that's that is. Yeah. Seeing the background on this uh, was the Bariska was. Yeah. So the Boris was this actual (laughs) thing that they lived on Mars before disastrous nuclear conflict thousands of years ago and then was reborn on Earth to save humanity. Right. He had six. He had six six hands on uh, six fingers on both hands, six toes. He was basically immaculate, skinny, very pale. There's some pictures apparently of him, quote unquote. Uh, who actually existed? Uh, he also had the power of time. Tra- he also had the power of uh, of um, not time travel, but like he could, he could uh, teleport himself. Um, and he disappeared eventually. And uh, yeah, we had we had the atomic bomb happen. A theory, uh, and that's when they came back. Uh, but um, yeah, well, I, we what, fucking set off like sixty in ten years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But I thought that maybe this was about Valiant Thor. This uh, because they also talk about uh, Indigo children in this, and Indigo Indigo children were also. Dude, it's uh, a fucking main line. Sorry, good. Indigo yeah. children. Indigo children are, are also uh. supposed to be sort of like space uh, people too, like aliens, and also be they're also sort of like um, maybe ghosts or phantoms. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Or even Something. the precursors of humans. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just did that's, a deep dive on this conspiracy stuff. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. I'll bring it to the podcast, see what they think about it. Those Wikipedia <laughs> so, roles are the best. Yeah, well, that's like that's uh, that's actually p- fucking interesting because, yeah, I mean, the lyrics all delve off into that. Like, they're telling this wild story of that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I guess so too. Playpool itself is very man. anti-conspiracy, but, yeah, to tell the story of it. <laughs> conspiranoia. <laughs> yeah, conspiranoia. But, yeah, yeah. To, to tell the story of it's a whole other thing, too, right? Yeah, I mean, like the uh, you know this alien pilot, it's an ego child. I mean, it's very similar. You know, it's sent from a red planet, and apparently, like Sir, uh, Serpo was a sort of a red planet, kind of like uh, had the same sort of like uh, uh, atmosphere. It's like Arizona, it's very dry, stuff like that. It sounds and like I, Scientology I, I, to me. Fly DCA. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's all insane to me. But uh, apparently also uh, Valiant Thor was very clever too. And they mentioned Boyzko was indeed very clever. Uh, stuff like that. And talk about uh, interstellar quote unquote fantasies. Like it's meant to me these otherworldly people. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah I love the idea. It's interesting. I just thought I should bring it up because I feel like there's a lot of, like I said before, like a lot of weird conspiracy theory stuff in this. Uh, I think we should set up episodes for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really do. Seriously. Oh, dude, well, you should we have an episode the... where we all bring a conspiracy theory to the table and talk about it. That'd be fucking sick. Right, dude, I will have evidence. Like, it's gonna be like a four-hour thing because I have evidence for everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you I, I am, I am very anti-conspiracy theory completely. But there are oh, so am I. So am I. There are certain no, ones where the, not a conspiracy theory, but like Epstein-level shit, where it's like this. There's a little. It's not too much of a stretch because no, we I'm not saying the, uh, spaceship aliens. William so- Barr, the attorney general at the time that Epstein was suicided in prison, actually his father wrote a book about fucking the rich people taking over the poor people in America. It's fucking hilarious. Look Imagine at Imagine that. <laughs> but yeah. I, I 100% think Jeremy, you're right. I think that's what the song's about. I mean, the lyrics all spell it out exactly as what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, even in the cliff notes where they're talking about the same conspiracy theory of that uh, linked, whatever this guy comes, you know, feels like he, he survived nuclear war was reborn to prevent nuclear war from happening. And it happens anyways. Uh, right. You know, that, that's Maybe a time travel monkey too, shit. So who knows, you know? Yeah. Like 12, 12 monkeys, monkeys for yeah. sure, dude. It, yeah. Literally the exact plot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. 
it's awesome. It, it, it's also a really fucking awesome song too. I mean, I, to get off, you know, to get off the the, the, uh, the conspiracy tangent, um, it's a really fucking a be- a beautiful song. I said this is the first time I said to Joanna, she loved it, and it's just a really well performed, well uh, sung, and and uh, it just this collaboration and that awesome breakdown at the yes, end, yeah. sort of, is fucking amazing. It's incredible. Like, but we're Y'all like, give me a fucking heads up if we're gonna do conspiracy theory, because I will fucking blow you all away. <laughs> oh, you will. I, I don't look. Really I don't look at any of this stuff at all, Mike. I promise you. It's it's hard. Yeah, no, I, no, I don't think any of us do. But in the, we, it's gonna I come up go here on because right now because I'm as, time for it. <laughs> yeah, of course. The truth the only knows I, nothing. But the, as, only, the only thing I know about Jack Parsons and Valiant Thor and uh, the Plant Serpo is the last podcast on the left. It's the only reason I know anything yeah. about any of this stuff. So yeah, same, so, same. Kudos and, and, to all of them. So yeah, thanks to them, man. Because I yeah, I learned about Jack Parsons to them too. But that, that's another thing too. They say we'd have to talk about some conspiracy theories in this episode because South Reality and and even is reviewed is often right. talk about people that went down a path of conspiracy, occultism, and madness. So right. like focuses yeah. in on the yeah. brain of people that are truly losing their fucking minds. And I like Agreed. that they group all three of them together because they deserve to be together. <laughs> That's the cult nature. <laughs> Madness, occultism, and conspiracy, all three deserve to be in I the same book. I met Ben Kizzle like three days ago, too. It was cool. What? Three days ago? What? Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so these motherfuckers were like touring around this area. <laughs> I just went to bars like, hey, I'm like, like, holy shit, he's the same guy. <laughs> oh, he fuck, is. man. He's, really he's cool. a nice guy. Really cool. a really nice guy. Oh, he's awesome. That's badass. But yeah, so track nice. five. Yeah, let's do it, man. We're moving along these slow, God man. It, yeah, let's let's, let's. let's. I promise let's... you, that's all I got for conspiracy. Dude. That was it. That's all I got. So. <laughs> all right, let's. I have an entire fucking four-hour episode for this, so let's <laughs> designate where we can. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Easily charged by four. Easily Charmed by Fools is about as straightforward as you can fucking get on a track. <laughs> I, uh, I completely agree. There's no metaphors here. There's, I, I guess, the metaphor at the end of drawn to artificial light. It's still literal. It's a bug zapper to fucking infinity. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like an insect in the night, dude. But it's it's literal, very straightforward. Tells it like it fucking is. And it describes a personality of a person who's easily charmed by fools. And it goes through three different scenarios of a girl who just likes to swipe on Tinder, you know, just to swipe. A guy who gives his money to television preachers, uh, you know, the right voting just so they can pack their pistols kind of thing. Uh, Again, you can't say that be all of a sudden wilded out that Primus is a religious band or that Claypool's a religious person. When he's always always been that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, and if you haven't picked up on it by now, boy, he's gonna give it to you. <laughs> it's like it's like these fucking retard right people. Like, oh, I used to love Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I, these fuckers have been around since '96, man. You've never listened right. to anything. You fucking retard. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so stupid, dude. It's not called I and love to lick boots. That speaks it's, to the title, easily charmed by fools. I swear that's the Trump whole fucking thing that right. just undeniable just gonna lie to you in your face and you'll love it. Yeah, literally, they, they just find something to latch onto. And people that have a void in their life that need something to latch onto and then make it everything that is their life. And yeah, the politics it, have filled creepy. that void, that void in so many people. And again, Ooh. religion has filled that void in so many people. But in, it's a way to get it's taken advantage thing. of. Easily charmed by fools. It's the yeah. same thing. It's you just a way to like, get look, at, look at Joe Osteen with his creepy little eyes. And his creepy fucking face and his weird eyebrows and his fucking crazy wife. <laughs> like, bitch, you were still – that motherfucker lives in, like, a fucking, like, two point ten thousand 10,000-square-feet mansion, yeah. drives, like, Ferraris. And, no, like, it's just – it's baffling to me, man. Like, it right. really is. It's south of reality. It it's is easily charmed by fools. That's the whole thing. Those motherfuckers buy into it. They're like, oh, God, you know, I'm building my place in heaven, you know, you fucking retard. And that, yeah. that's sad. It breaks my heart because they're just kind of – Stupid. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it's dumb as hell. But all, yeah, and all three of these but scenarios. No, go ahead. I have no sympathy. I don't people either. like that. I'm sorry. If you're not fucking smart enough either. to realize that you're being lied to, go fuck yourself. Like, I, that think guy, about why you're being lied to. Guy. Think about what purpose you would be lied to. Honestly, now easily if, manipulated you are. You fucking retard. You know, again, no different than the first <laughs> example of the fucking girl who likes to swipe on pretty boys on tenders. Literally, they're all charmed out to, by fools. They're all out there to fuck yeah, you, true. just like the fucking preachers. They're all out there to fuck you out of your money, dude. Yeah, no, it's, it's and I'm saying bad things, but I don't fucking care. I'm so over the hypocriticness of all this shit. It's like yeah. Christ, you know, I can fucking. Fuck anyone I want, but I'm a preacher. It's okay. I'll just ask God for forgiveness or whatever it is. Senators, everything. Right. It's fucking the hypocrisy is killing me. Anyway, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> Easily charmed by fools speaks to that infinitely to me because that's what it is. Yeah. Stupid people yeah. are easily manipulated by senators. Which on yeah. my end, I'm like, dude, fucking good for them. If you're able to manipulate really <laughs> for stupid people, as it long is. as you're not changing my life. Take advantage of these fucking morons, dude. And that's a problem right there. That's, a, pro drive. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. It's always changing your life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is the Supreme Court is completely fucked. Uh, I, 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 we, that's why we see Bill Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the three situations. Poli the political one is definitely fucking, you know, stepping well, into our Easily charmed by the fools is directly, yeah, indicative of that. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's human. With the Bowie ending. Oh, the strong, the artificial, yeah. Very Bowie vibes, very fucking Primus vibes. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, I think you said uh, one known as Big Brown Beaver, fucking oh, baseline. Yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah. baseline slap in there. That that's like very, very fucking on point. I I'm with with Mike, but it also feels a little bit like uh, uh, Lacquerhead. They did an album they did back in like it was like the early 2000s, but it feels something like that off that that album. So, but yeah, it's very Big Brown Beaver. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the vibe of it too isn't far yeah. off the conspiranoia uh, vibe, you know, recently released by Primus. It's it's still this is a very playful dictating song. what he's seeing blatantly, you know, in front yeah. of us all. Right. And it's actually one has the balls to say it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, fucking stupid. 
<laughs> I agree. Um, how do you say? I don't know. How do you say this word? Amethyst. 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 This is okay. This is arguably one of my favorite songs on the fucking Mine album. Too. Yeah, so Amethyst too. round. Like holy fuck, balls. So, Let's do it. Turn the lights on. by far and it's kind of weird it's i love the build to it it almost it, you got that kind of really good mix of beatles primus sound but this is where they really refined it in my opinion mm-hmm. especially with that fucking course and driving line it just fits so well man uh, yeah. yeah i love it this is a blend a perfect blend it's not one guy or the others taking over it does sound like they they this is what a future album of theirs is going to sound like this style uh right instead of that being more focused on one or the other or who knows who the fuck knows maybe they're just going to stick to their separate <laughs> ones but uh i do have some background on this and the the lyrics are obviously written about this uh right it's it's about the amethyst realm so it's a, a woman who claimed to have sex with as many as 20 ghosts who planned to marry her ghost boyfriend and this is from the <laughs> This really is like an apparition. This is real. Life. I believe you. Man. Yeah, this is real life. This is in it's the UK. Necrophilia, right? Yeah, yeah. This again. This follows the album theme of people I mean, who are delusional. It's, a ghost, it's not necrophilia. It's a lie. Uh, whatever. Good. Yeah, an, ap- an apparition that she's. You know, one of I have them. To stop made. thinking about these things. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of mercy. <laughs> No, one of them, uh, one of them uh, banged her in a plane, so she's part of the Mile High Club. She's, <laughs> she, this woman has had a full-on interview about this from the UK, and this yeah, song she golf, she's on the golf course, you get fucked. Dude, this song is literally about her because it's again, it follows the the lives of people who fall down delusion and pa- paranoia and uh, you know occultism and all kinds of crazy shit. Or boredom. Right. Specifically, and if you read through the lyrics, it's literally what it's about. It's a woman having sex with a fucking ghost, basically. Oh, <laughs> Straight yeah. paranoia. Like, that's, that's a fucking scary movie, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really well done. Like, it, it's one of those few albums, like, this is fucking absurd, but I like this. <laughs> I mean, the game she played was dangerous. This kind of love is vaporous. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> fucking vapes everywhere. <laughs> uh, Tr- Tron, I got to ask you a question. Like, um, is there a, a year to this? Uh, uh, oh, to this article this that when this had, uh, yeah, it was a uh, People magazine in 2018 October, uh, and yeah, 
And her name is Amethyst Realm. Her name is Amethyst Whoa. Realm. So it's Whoa. 100% about this chick. And I'll share an article with you guys okay, on so it. Okay, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, it's clearly not her original bastard. name. and she's... <laughs> <laughs> Of course, not her original name, but yes. He's like, it was just a hookup. I'm not really into this lifetime thing with you. <laughs> so like, I'm like Sean Lennon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, her, sure you have the article, please. Yeah, I'll I'll shoot it over to uh, our message right now. Hold on. Uh, how the hell do I message you guys? Here we go. Yeah, you're gonna get a kick out of this. Amethyst realm sex with a ghost. And so yeah, this is literally what the song's about. It's obviously named after her. Uh, and it's a People magazine article that came out right around the time that right before the album did. So, oh boy, here it is. Yes, dude, I love the, the lyrics are great though. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> dude, well, no, that's no, a pretty lady. Yeah, there's no reason. Great song. No, fuck all. Like, sorry, I just think nope. it's really well written. Even though, like, yeah, you're a crazy fucker, Sean. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it takes anything away from the music. I think this album is really not. specifically yeah, intentionally trying to write <laughs> from the standpoint of people who've lost their fucking minds in every song. So. I think it does it justice even more so to write a song. And imagine. Yeah. Imagine what? being John Lennon's son. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> that was terrifying to begin with. Yeah. That's imagine those shoes to fill. Holy shit. Oh yeah. That's this is wild. That's a weird that's a whole episode <laughs> article right there, dude. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is exactly what the song's about. And boy, does this fucking song jam out hard. And it keeps building yes, to like sir. a great fucking oh, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, to great instrumental break. Uh, it, and I'll meet you yeah, in hell, it's Amethyst Realm. Awesome synth scene at the end. Yeah. 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 And so it's it comes from a standpoint, of course, of like Amethyst Realm was like, I guess, told from the standpoint of Sean Lennon, like Amethyst Realm was his chick and she got stolen from him by ghosts kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, also leading into the next one, I feel like it's very Weinstein oriented. Like, I really oh, feel yeah. like today's yeah, man's hour. Like, you just feel like, like, like I, we were on the sidelines. Weinstein? What the fuck? <laughs> no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. No one thinks it's anything but Weinstein in this next song. Yeah, yeah. Y'all want to jump into the next one? is kind of blew my mind like like it's like christ man i don't like to get political i don't like any of that but this is about fucking wine state it has to yeah. be the toady yeah. fucking fat fuck you know from 80s you know sending farley rent all the shit and, but you know my favorite line is you know but the <laughs> the 
The birdie started chirping. Whispers are usurping, and that's fucking hilarious. Usurpers <laughs> <laughs> are usurping. He did, yeah. Harvey yeah, Weinstein's is yeah. spot on. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's no question really it could be about. That. It could be about anybody else. Uh, this the 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 Weinstein scandal started in late seventeen, so it would come right around before this album. Sixteen, right? Yeah. yeah, come around right before this album, uh, and literally everything about it. In a Hollywood, to me, it, it like, tells like, that he's had experiences with that. Like, I feel like even like from not trying to Harvey fuck him, <laughs> but he understands like kind of how that goes. Yeah, uh, poor, most poor most women in Hollywood. Well, yeah, I, he would definitely have an introspect on that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but everything he describes him, mean, Toady Man is a great way to describe Harvey Weinstein. He looks like a man toad. Dude, are you kidding? It's so spot on. Like literally. a toady shaped man. Like, like I got to the last, I got to the last line. I was like, that's fucking Weinstein. <laughs> like, there's no doubting that. And well deserved. That fucking fat cunt. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah, he's a fat With cunt. This weird warped dick. <laughs> fuck that dude. <laughs> I've yep. heard of that. He's like fucking like what's the term? Eunuch or whatever? Yeah, he had some disease yeah. that like yeah. fucking destroyed his wiener. And then so yeah, that's it's like a, a you remember in Sin City where that yellow goblin thing didn't yellow have bastard? a functioning yeah, didn't have a functioning dick. <laughs> that's bastard. basically like that's basically what Weinstein Rotten is. Hell Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> and well deserved, you piece of shit. I once met the Toady Man. He's actually quite charming. (laughs) (laughs) And I, dude, I love this song too. That's what's pissing me off. (laughs) But it has to be. It has to be. No, no one thinks it's anything but that. Honestly, even in the credits for everything, or in the in the in the footnotes for this thing, it's nobody doesn't think it's fucking Harvey Weinstein. Oh yeah, completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, very fucking sick song. Uh, Tight bass, tight like Primus bass, tight on it for sure. Pretty sick, man. Incredible lyrics. Incredible lyrics. Right. So now we move into track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to Crick, uh, Cricket Chronicles. Um, revisited. Revisited dash part one slash ask your doctor. I yeah, love we got a lot here. We got a lot here. Let's get into it. Cricket Chronicles Revisited. <laughs> Part one, <laughs> Ask Your Doctor. And I love this song. There's so many different influences in this one to me. Very kind of tool vibe. This Mars Volta too at the same time. And like that tribal kind of feel, man. Mm-hmm. Can love this jam. Yeah, sounds but like course, a sitar fucking riding through in the background. Right. In a very, <laughs> very Beatles. Yeah, just yeah, very Beatles. Just pick this up. 
Also, I I, I kind of feel like the uh, the lyrics, the song itself is satire. Is satire. Like, um, like kind of like RoboCop or some shit. Like, you know, uh, sort of like the are, do you feel desensitized, sleepwalking uh, through life? You know, of course, all that stuff. You think your wife isn't the right person? Look at you look uh, in the mirror, you barely recognize. Like, it's sort of like those commercials in RoboCop. You know, like you know stuff like yeah, I that. I agree, and it's the kind nature of the reality we live in. I agree. No, you're yeah. right, man. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, shit. This the last song, especially for me. It's like. Fuck! I love Ooh, this kind of idea. Definitely. It's horrible, yeah. but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. absolutely right, man. Like seriously. Yeah, this song's but, a, a very straightforward. It, it's it's you know, uh, what are the side effects? The uh, you know, did, didn't they had another one? The Primus had a recent one that had something to do similar with doctors and fucking side effects that. Conspiranoia. Uh, yeah, conspiranoia. <laughs> Everything goes back to conspiranoia. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's conspiranoia. <laughs> But yeah, this uh, all the idiocy, side effects yeah. are yeah. It's uh, uh I don't know. You're if it's... a fucking moron. <laughs> I feel like also, that's what he also should be saying. Maybe the CDC. not you, but a little bit. What's up? <laughs> I said I think it might be a play on the CDC a little bit too, because they they got all kinds of fucking stupid and and then came out again and yeah. What happens when you're on a presidential fucking idiot like? Agree, buddy. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, What's it called when they just think everything's uh, not hemophilia? Is it hemophiliac where they think everything's wrong with you? You go to the doctor. Uh, mm, I know. This, I know you're talking about. Oh, um, uh, don't know the words. Don't know the words. Oh, God, dude. No, it's. You not. always think you're sick all the time. Yeah. Uh, hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Trump is that, but he just has like classified documents. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's still like, oh, it's still like oh. I'm like, Donald Trump, I got these things. Something. <laughs> But they're just like classified. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think this song goes both ways too. It's like, um, you know, sort of like overprotective, um, skeptical of being too protective. Like it's it's all there in that song, the song, and it's like it's yeah. very interesting. It plays both sides, yeah. right? Does read as hypochondriac, but also maybe maybe a word of words of wisdom. Like fucking please. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, like I, I, I you know, That's I try right. not to do it too much anymore. The album brings it up, so we have to talk about it a little bit. But like, the album brings it up. But the fact is, <clears throat> I think about this is that we all think about it. We're all thirty-seven year old men, and we're all we're, we're, we've lived through a lot of shit at this point. And it's it's just like I don't give a fuck. Sorry. Well, I don't give a <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, I have to give a fuck a little bit, or maybe sure not give a fuck, but like, but also like try to understand. Like, listen, you, did you guys ever get like, you know, the flu at some point or a cold or something like that? You have to take like a, a some medicine or a vaccine for something. And like the yeah. fact that like I was just wheelchair so, ridden, <laughs> so fucking uh, paranoid. Like yeah. you, you like you're, you're killing babies because you're part of I a never was group until Donald <laughs> just, Trump I don't. was president. It's <laughs> 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 like, God, everyone is so fucking just stupid. Good luck. Fucking retards. But the, yeah. the album brings it up, and I, I love that it does. Um, We're gonna, it's, just, it's just it's just crazy, dude. I don't know. It's crazy. For sure. Yep. You going to kill this album or not? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's finish it off. Like, please. Let's go, boys. Because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, track 10. Track 9. Track 9. We're going to do uh, Like, Please. Here we go. And as she starts to tire 
mean, in my opinion, the end of this album, like Fleas, like that tells you everything that was supposed to be told throughout their lyrics, man. Like it's so bad. Great lyrics, common environmental shit. Like we're all fucked. <laughs> well, that's in the it. words of George Carlin. Depressing. The words of George Carlin, the planet's going to be fine. The people are fucked. Right. It'll live on without us. Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, George Carlin, Bill Hicks. He only give me the instant matter. Yeah, it's that song at the end of, uh, it's that song at the end of uh, uh, Inema, right? It's basically the same kind of lyrics. Uh, uh, Wash Uh, it all away. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. uh, The beginning of Third Eye. Yeah, Third Eye. Yeah, dude. This said, it's pretty straightforward on this one, just like a couple other tracks. It's obvious what it is. We're fleas on it's the back of like the dog. Fleas. They're yeah. shitting you off like fleas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I love that, but it's also it's so awesome. It's great. Poignant. Uh, I love the mentality it's of it. Something. It's very defeatist, but I'm, I'm along with it because it's true. <laughs> very defeatist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm a realist too. Yes. You have to have defeatism to be a realist. So, yeah, that's, no, that's you have fair to enough. Have logic to be a realist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree as well. Because it tells you everything you need to know from the start to the end. We're yeah, fucked. It, it <laughs> We're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Totally We're all fleas on this planet, and yeah, the Earth can shake us off anytime. We the, it up. Any national no, disaster. Sorry, our boomers fucked it up. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that's why I like this uh, this song so much too. And it's kind of it's it's it credited to the the album. The album's a great album, and it kind of puts you in your place. So one of my favorite albums. Like seriously, like forty five minutes, really good music. Yeah, it fucking gets you to yep. your heart, man. I got it on vinyl. It's fucking great. Get out there and listen to it, everyone. It's amazing. Thanks, Mike, for introducing me to it. I appreciate you, that, Mike. dude. And how feels listening to it right now. So hey. All right, so uh, thanks for listening to everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you guys pretty soon. And uh, we appreciate you guys. And check us out on uh, Podbean, and we'll talk to you guys later. And don't be a piece of shit. And take it, take it easy. Later.